Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Continental Extreme Contact DWS 06 Plus. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is bringing you, yes, an offer that'll help you win money in the NFL playoffs. New customers, bet five bucks. That's it. Five bucks. That's it. Five dollars. Any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Are you kidding me? I bet five, that's it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It takes 90 seconds and put in Colin, C-O-L-I-N. Easy peasy. New customers, five bucks. That's all you have to bet. And get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on the DraftKings Sportsbook. The code is Colin, C-O-L-I-N. And the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS, licensee partner, Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. All right. We have a good hour for you. Uh, John Middlecoff is going to be showing up in about 10, 12 minutes. Uh, former NFL scout. We do about 50, 55 minutes every Sunday night. Uh, let me start it off by saying uh, that's one of the great performances by a quarterback I have seen. And I know he had turnovers. But 30 of 38 for 360 yards and that quarterback run with about three minutes left, that that dude is an all-time talent. Now, Josh makes mistakes. He had three turnovers. But first things first, Miami been whining all year that I don't respect them. They got one win over a team with a winning record, Dallas. And if Dallas doesn't botch a handoff near the goal line, they go up 14-3 and there's a big chance they win that game. Miami has not proven they can beat Buffalo. Forget it. Josh Allen owns the Miami Dolphins. You know how Brady was going to own a part of the Dolphins? Josh Allen does. I mean, uh, once again tonight, they can't stop him. Um, just He's just a remarkable player. And two is a nice quarterback. The difference between Tua and Josh Allen, one, it manages a game, sometimes well, sometimes not, not, not very consistently against winning teams. And the other guy, you know, Josh Allen did not make the Pro Bowl. If that's not a joke, Josh Allen led the NFL in touchdowns. What you watched tonight 
which allows the Bills now to have a home game against the Steelers in the playoffs. <laughs> Good luck to whoever's quarterbacking the Steelers. But uh, you, you just watched one of the great playmakers. Uh, I think Vic Fangio earlier this week said it. It's like John Elway plus. That's a lot what Elway looked like tonight. Elway threw some picks. Elway had a big arm. He would make big throws, take big swings, big cuts, big chances. But John Elway just didn't play like other quarterbacks. He just didn't look like other quarterbacks. And that is Josh Allen. I thought Miami got some real breaks in this game. Um, first of all, the missed P.I. by the officials. Next play, Josh Allen throws a pick. And then at the end of the half, there was a helmet-to-helmet collision. They didn't call it. Uh, Bills would have gotten another play. So a couple of officiating breaks did go, uh, I thought, Miami's way in the first half. But be that as it may, uh, you know, Josh Allen, three turnovers, kept the Dolphins in the game. But I just, I watched that game all night. And, you know, one team's got almost 500 yards of total offense, dominating on third down, has the better quarterback. Um, and I just, this is a, a lopsided series. This is a completely lopsided series. It's why I like Buffalo to win this game. Another winning week with the Blazing 5-3-2. and two. So that sets up some really interesting matchups in the AFC playoffs. John and I are going to talk a lot about the NFC matchups. So on Saturday, you know, Baltimore's the number one seed, so they get rest. Um, Cleveland is going to go to Houston. That's a, listen, I, I like Cleveland. Uh, it's got some veterans on that team. Um, Houston. Feels a little like Green Bay to me, where just making the playoffs is really impressive. Um, now, it's hard to bet against C.J. Stroud at home. It really is. And the Cleveland defense is different on the road than it is at home. So that's a really, really good game. I'd probably lean Cleveland. Uh, but uh, C.J. Stroud just, I mean, he surprises us every week. He's just God, he's just a remarkable player. How easy and effortless of a thrower is C.J. Stroud? So I'm really happy the Texans made it in over the Colts. I want to see the best quarterbacks in the sport make the playoffs. And Flacco, the old guy against the kid, it's a really interesting matchup. Uh, Dolphins now will go to Kansas City. It's supposed to be freezing in Kansas City. That's a terrible matchup. Now, you know, again, the Dolphins are banged up, so they don't have the pass rush they did earlier this season. Um, and and they, tonight you saw multiple starters go down. So, you know, you got to keep your eye on their health. I would give Kansas City the edge there. And, you know, I, I've been saying this. People don't want to acknowledge it, but uh, not a lot of dome teams and warm weather teams win the Super Bowl. Uh, if you look at our recent dynasties, you know, San, uh, Kansas City, uh, New England forever, uh, you know, and teams like Philly and Baltimore have always been so good, such good franchises. So it's it's a little bit of a, man, listen, I'm, I live in Los Angeles now. When I go, uh, you know, and I'm in cold weather, I can go up to Portland, you know, and it's 48 degrees. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's damp. It's cold. And I'm thinking, I grew up in this. I never once thought it was damp or cold when I was up there. It was just Portland. <laughs> so it's a tough draw for Miami, but can't win at home tonight. Them the breaks. Uh, Steelers at Buffalo. Obviously, I like Buffalo. I think Buffalo's getting to the AFC championship. Um, and the Bills, again, one of the reasons the Bills are so good for the NFL, you just get everything. You just get big quarterback plays and this giant, freewheeling, uh, massively talented, occasionally mistake-prone quarterback. 
It's such great television. It's such great television. Uh, you know, people forget Namath threw more picks than he did touchdowns. Elway threw a lot of picks. Historically, a lot of the great quarterbacks have not been Brady, have not been, you know, 37 touchdowns, seven picks. That's, you know, Aaron Rodgers historically. Mahomes doesn't throw a ton of picks. A lot of the great quarterbacks have. They're playmakers. And so I, just, I think Buffalo is just a great team in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think Baltimore, Buffalo, and I'd probably go with Kansas City. Um, not with a great deal of confidence. Those are the three teams I like. I you know, I, I'm just so blown away tonight by Josh Allen. I don't, the mistakes don't bother me. It, they really don't. What I never worry about the floor. I'm always into the ceiling. And, you, you know, that's why, you know, when you look at these NFL drafts and you're looking at these young quarterbacks, I just, I look at Michael Penix throw a ball. You know, am I going to be paralyzed that he's he's had injuries before? <laughs> you know, I, I, I look at Josh Allen, and I think there's Josh Allen, Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Those are the three most talented quarterbacks on the planet. Not saying always the best, but, I mean, two is a really good quarterback with an offensive coach and great weapons. And, I mean, he, he looked like a guy, you know, pedestrian, you know, Pro Bowl guy. Look pedestrian on the field with Josh Allen tonight. You're just, you're watching one of the all-time great players. And I know. I'm supposed to be really bummed out by the interceptions and the turnovers. And he did keep the Dolphins in the game. But, you know, the bigger the swing, the more the strikeouts. And sometimes Josh just, you know, he had a bad end zone pick. It happens. But God, that scramble with three minutes left in the game. That is, I mean, these are pro athletes. <laughs> you know, right? Like I didn't have a pro athlete in my county where I grew up. These are pro athletes. And Josh Allen is flying it's like a little kid at a mall running through traffic, you know, against pro athletes diving for a first down. This is a six, six and a half guy. I mean, he is just crazy to watch. Jumps off the television. That scramble, that went. The right team won tonight. Josh Allen's team won. Made, made some mistakes, but the right team won. They were the best team all night. Had the officials working against them for a half, but they, <laughs> the right team won tonight. Let's go to John Middlecoff, former NFL scout. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? 
That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, everybody, and welcome in. It's the Colin Coward Podcast, our Sunday night ritual. John Middlecoff, a former NFL scout with the Philadelphia Eagles. He has his three and out podcast. We chop it up for about 50, 55 minutes. Um, and let's start, John, uh, the draft order for those draft Knicks out there. And it really came down to the last second. Chicago, Washington, New England, one, two, three, will all take quarterbacks, I presume. Arizona, four, Chargers, five, won't. Marvin Harrison, Chargers may move down or take the tight end out of Georgia. Brock Bowers, they need a tight end. Then it's Giants, Tennessee, Atlanta, Chicago, Jets, round out the top 10. Jets need a left tackle. They may move up, actually. I could see the Chargers and the Jets potentially making a trade because the Jets need a left tackle, um, but it should go quarterbacks heavy in the draft. So any thoughts right out before we get to the playoff picture any thoughts on the draft it it you know chargers look like to me the team that literally needs to go dead they don't need a left tackle a quarterback or an edge rusher <laughs> and this draft at the top is loaded i think they have to move down it, to me they would have brock bowers or a big time skill guy written all over them i, I think that's yep. fair to say maybe an edge rusher you know bose has been banged up max not going to be on the team but to me we get asked constantly you know who are going to be the top quarterbacks we don't know who's going to be making these choices. I mean, the Bears situation, I'm sorry. I didn't really buy into the last month. I know they were playing better on defense. Look who they were beating. The quarterback has thrown five touchdowns since the middle of November. Like, he's gone. Like, he's not going to be their quarterback next year. Yeah. Who is Eberflus back for sure? I mean, by the time people are listening to this, who, who knows? I, I don't think it's a lock. Ron Rivera's done. Who's going to be their coach? Could it be Belichick? I know there were reports saying that it's not going to be him, but everyone's reporting Belichick's out. So you're talking about three teams. Even if we assume Eberflus comes back, there to me, Justin Fields is gone. They're taking a the yes. quarterback. Who is the guy making the decision in Washington, New England? I mean, obviously Washington's going to be blown out everybody. New England's had the same human being for two and a half decades deciding <laughs> everything. I, I mean, that is, now I don't expect it to happen on Black Monday, though it's possible. That that's one of the bigger stories in the history of the NFL. I mean, when a guy like Bill Belichick's no longer their coach. So to me, until we find out who their coach is, I have no clue what quarterback they'd even like. So let's start with this. Let's start with Chicago. I mean, at one point, Justin Fields had 89 yards throwing midway through the third. Awful on third down, 4.2 yards a play. They gave him an excellent tight end. They got him another tight end. They gave him a number one receiver. O-line's middle of the pack, serviceable uh, running backs, more than capable offensive coordinator. This is not one of these Bryce Young situations where you may not like him. He's got nothing to work with. Yeah. They furnished Justin Fields with more than enough, more than C.J. Stroud arguably has. C.J. Stroud didn't have four starters in the O-line the first three or four games he played. It was a mess. So, and he has a defensive coach similarly. So I watched Justin Fields today. I, one of the things that's so obvious is uh, Jordan Love 
you know, sees the field really well. Now, he can be erratic and inconsistent, but I watch C.J. Stroud, Jordan Love. They see the field. I watch Justin Fields hold on to that ball on third down. John, it's this, it's a Zach Wilson thing. I've been, we've both been on this. Some guys, it's just, they either don't see it, they don't let it rip, they lack confidence. But I watch Justin Fields today, I'm like, guys, come on, who, who, who are we? Who are we talking about? It'd be one thing if Bo Nix was the best quarterback in the draft. For sure. We we have like guys that appear to be like Penix is at least generationally accurate. Like it doesn't even look like most college guys. Caleb's are, are, are I mean, this is a rocket uh, athletically. So would you bring Eberflus? We're both on fields, isn't the guy. You can get a second round pick. Atlanta needs a quarterback. Rid, Ritter's very weak. What do you do with Eberflus, in your opinion? Yeah, to me, he's gone. I'm all in for Jim Harbaugh. Now, is that an actuality with, you know, Kevin Warren there and the way the Bears are operating? I don't feel confident. But to me, that's the no-brainer move. He's played there. He's thriving in that kind of region. <laughs> you know, the Big Ten guy. I go all in for Jim Harbaugh. And to me today, like obviously two quarterbacks, when two teams are playing, the quarterbacks are never on the field at the same time. But one comes on, the other comes off. So you can kind of evaluate him perfectly yes, throughout the game. I did all day. To, to me, it, that, that was easily the most interesting game of the day. I, I couldn't yep. wait for it. Fields is an athlete that plays quarterback. Jordan Love is a quarterback who happens to be an athlete. I mean, th what they've done, LaFleur deserves credit. He looks, he made some throws today that you're like, damn, oh, is yeah. that little Rodgers? I mean, sometimes that's been thrown out there, but he was doing that today. Yep. His pocket presence, he is, now he'll move, but it's a little more calm and sliding where, where Fields, he runs. So sometimes he runs right into pressure instead of just sliding left or sliding right. He does not have a feel for that. To me, I I, I just don't think he's not a calm player. Now, he can make some highlight throws. If you just yeah. took five plays today that were on the highlight, they'd be as good as any plays today. Running left, throwing across <laughs> his body, a strike. Yeah. Like, when he runs, he's an elite athlete. He's just not a very good quarterback when it comes to throwing from within the pocket where Jordan yeah. Love has kind of shot off like a rocket ship. I think they had 10 games to go after their bye, and Gudikin said, yeah, these yeah. 10 games are going to define this guy's career for, for Green Bay. And he defined it. Like he, They got their quarterback. They're going to the playoffs. They did what they couldn't do last year, right? Win and get in at home against a divisional team, and he was awesome today. He, he, made, he yeah. made some of uh, the best plays of the day by far. Yeah, and so, you know, it's interesting. So in the NFC, San Francisco gets your bye. There's only one bye now, Baltimore in the AFC, San Francisco in the NFC, uh, Dallas and Green Bay. So I think it's a tough the reason I don't like Green Bay in the spot. They're the youngest team in the playoffs by a, by a chunk. Young teams generally don't go on the road uh, and win playoff games. They can. Cincinnati did a few years ago fairly young. But Dallas also is an extraordinarily good and confident home team. Yeah. So I would take Dallas over Green Bay. My guess is the line's like minus three and a half, minus four. What say you on that game? I just think Green Bay, it's a big, I think getting to the playoffs, you have to be so happy <laughs> where Green Bay is. They found their quarterback. Their young receivers are twitchy and fun. Joe Barry it probably gets moved. But I do think in the rare instances, John, just getting to the playoffs is a win. And I think of all the playoff teams, the Texans and the Packers, <laughs> totally with you. They can lose by 20 this weekend. Yep. No one should frown. No one should be mad. And, and they won't be. Green Bay is an incredible to go from Rot to go from Favre to Rogers to what 
has potential to be just a 10-year, 15-year starting court. It never happens. I mean, the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life was Montana Young Garcia. And <laughs> if this guy's just Garcia, they're they're in great spot. And honestly, he looks a little better. So yeah. I, I'm with you. I don't like the Packers defense look good today. They were playing a quarterback who struggles. Uh, uh, Dallas, who was kind of on cruise control today, throws up 30 points with their eyes closed. So that's yeah. that's a matchup that, I mean, couldn't you see them losing by 20-plus points? I mean, that, that, well, that's going to be very, very difficult. Okay, so uh, we start with that, and we're going to do some NFC stuff before we move to the AFC, because I started this um, tonight. I'm going to do some commentary uh, by solo on that on Miami and Buffalo. So um, let's go to Rams at Detroit, uh, which is a riveting opening round playoff game. Jesus, Stafford goes back home. Uh, It's Goff against Stafford. This is a tough one, I think. I, I I don't love this. I I'm prone to take Detroit. Um, but I'll tell you the game, the fascinating thing about the Rams, who have lost once in I couldn't tell you the the Baltimore loss. Yeah. Which they I watch how should have won. A special yeah. teams mistake. Rams only loss in forever is Baltimore. Baltimore has destroyed Miami, destroyed San Francisco, destroyed Seattle, destroyed. Rams went in there, early game, West Coast team, early East Coast game, and outplayed them. So much of me wants to take Detroit. Where do you lean on this? Well, I I mean, as we're recording this right now, we'll have to see where Detroit's injuries come out. I mean, their star tight end was out for the game with a knee injury. If he doesn't play, that's a massive blow. One of their good defensive players, uh, the the high draft pick from, I think, Alabama, he got injured. They, they had suffered a lot of injuries today for a game that they not, did not need to win, especially you had to assume Washington, or Washington was going to lose to the Cowboys. And I know Dan Campbell, the mindset, and I know Laporta was chasing a rookie record, but that is a massive, massive blow. And one thing I jotted down, Puka Nakua, you know, usually one individual changes your team as a rookie. It tends to be the quarterback, right? Like what C.J. Stroud did for Houston. Puka Nakua helped change the ramps. I mean, think how long they've been waiting for a second weapon outside Cooper Cup, and he's just basically another Cooper Cup. I mean, you get two guys yeah. that can get 110 catches with their eyes closed. He was, I mean, he set the record today. They were crying. He was awesome. Now they have a backup quarterback. How about Carson Wentz today? He looks kind of capable. You know, that <laughs> he was, looked that really was capable. That, he made himself a lot of money today because there were a lot of questions about him, the attitude and stuff. You go to McVay like Baker last year. You act like a good guy. You're humbled. His, I mean, he's definitely one of the best 64 quarterbacks in this in America. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with you. I got to see where these injuries come out. I, I would have just taken Detroit, assuming they were all healthy. But if you tell me La- they're missing Laporta, the Rams, the way Stafford's playing, they're going to have, I mean, is there a hotter team? Them and the Packers. But the Rams, like you said, the level of play, who they've been playing, how well they've well, been playing, even the day to win with their backups against the Niners, in kind of impressive fashion, they were down. They let a game-winning drive. They, they forced a turnover at the end. Like, they're kind of just vibing right now. So I... I might take the Rams when it's all said and done. And I'm a and I'm a Lions Dan Campbell supporter, but I did not like the injuries today. And I that matchup, yeah, I think I'm taking the Rams as we sit here today. Well, here's the thing. Both offenses are explosive. Puka, Cooper Cup, Kyron Williams, Taylor Higby, Tyler Higby, uh, Matt Stafford, McVeigh's brain. And they have, you know, Detroit's got it. What worries me about Detroit, and and the Rams do some of this too. You can beat both these secondaries over the top. Yeah. So my t- my take is you, you can have some points. That's going to be a, a a really good game with some points. What worries me about the Rams though, 
God, their special teams are a liability. The yeah. Baltimore game. So I, I, I look at that Detroit Rams game and I see 30-27. And I can tell you, McVeigh's big concern is even if we don't give up something over the top because the Rams are young in the secondary and they've been burned over the top. You saw Detroit today got smoked over the top multiple times. That that I fashion that as one of the best opening playoff games we've seen in years. Rams-Detroit can be 33-30. We, we don't know the times as we're recording this. I'd put that on Monday Night Football. I think that'd be pretty cool. Lions, Detroit, first playoff game in forever. First time they've won the division in forever. Getting Matt Stafford. I mean, their former quarterback who had some success with them, who was part of one of the more famous trades probably in franchise history. I hope that's the Monday Night game because that would be pretty cool. And remember, just a couple years ago, the Rams played on Monday Night Football against the uh, Arizona Cardinals and ended up winning the Super Bowl. Okay, so Philadelphia, a five seed, will go to Tampa. Uh, Tampa's got a puncher's chance playing with house money. I I don't like what I see from Philadelphia. You take oh Shane Steichen out of Nick Sirianni's career, and he looks over his head. This team's getting worse by the week. I mean, that, that shit today was embarrassing. Like, uh, And I, I've always liked Tyrod Taylor. Boy, my... my ugh, I, again... Baker's limping around is the only problem. He is. He is. I, you know, I would have said Philadelphia before that game, but the way it turned out, you're like, what is going on? It's like players almost quit. I know. It's like, they, is that a message by them? Who would you take, Philadelphia or Tampa? Well, AJ Brown injured, uh, Hurts dislocated a finger. No team has worse mojo right now headed into the playoffs than the Philadelphia Eagles. And, and listen, your big thing is offensive coaches. And I agree with you. Now, I'm not totally opposed to defensive coaches. The right guy. Yeah. You know, Vrabel's proven to be legit. Yeah. D'Amico's a star. My defensive coach, if he's young, right, under 50, has to be a play caller. What happened Saturday night? D'Amico's calling the defense. Shane Sykin's calling the offense. I'm not looking for a CEO that's 41 years old here in the NFL. Right? Yeah. If it's, you know, Bill Belichick, some of these, Pete Carroll, I get it. Jim Harbaugh. Nick Sirianni is a CEO head coach. He's like 42 years old. I mean, what's he bringing to the table? Like, what's, I mean, his motivation is clearly not working. So schematically, we saw last night, everyone's crushing Shane Sykin at the end of the game. He called the timeout because he knew the defense. It, it, he was playing mental games. Him and D'Amico were going at it. it. They were scheming up against each other all night long. And he called the right play. The guy just dropped it. Bad pass. To me, I, I don't really know what Sirianni's doing. I mean, he's yeah. pacing around. They're, they're losing. They're leaking oil. He has no ability to pass that leak right now. And it's getting worse. There are more leaks popping up, like you said. You, you could argue that, you know, th they're probably assuming the Cowboys are going to win, so maybe they didn't take the game as seriously. But that that effort was gutless. Like, they weren't even yes. trying. They might as well have just said, hey, let's just – we'll just give you guys the win. We'll just walk off hey, the field. Look at look at the effort the Rams had today with Carson Wentz. It was a stupendous effort. I always think when you mail in an effort, you disrespect your boss. If I – if I my last show at – let's, let's say I – I'm 70 years old. I'm leaving Fox. If I mail in my last show, that's disrespecting my boss. Who didn't try today, Colin? Every game. Arizona's trying. Even Jacksonville lost. They're trying. Everyone today, whether you were in the playoffs or not, it's football. No, these contracts are guaranteed. All these coaches, everyone tries. To me, they were the one team that were Atlanta. I mean, they're kind of a disaster. But to me, Philly, like, where's your pride? What's going on? Especially, you you know you're playing next week, right? You're not a bye team. It's not like this game doesn't matter, like you're the 49ers. To mail in an effort like that, 
uh, with the way everything's been going, I, I don't know. To me, Philly can lose at any moment. And I, I don't love the matchup for Tampa to beat Philly. Uh, hope, you know, maybe Baker gets a little more healthy because to me, he looks, you know, like 50, 60, 70% max, and he's not talented enough to overcome that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I wouldn't feel, I, I wouldn't put any money on the Philadelphia Eagles right now. That's for damn sure. No, I would you though. I, I said this last week. I'd give. I would have no problem. You know, Baker struggled with injuries. Um, you know, he he he's one of those guys that plays. He's got some alpha. Sometimes he, you, you'd be like, slide, get out of bounds, don't wait. You know, yeah. sometimes he'll take a hit because it's part of his chutzpah. It's part of his sort of his shield. It's part of his personality. Is I'm a tough guy. I'm one of you. And it's it's there's almost a Jim McMahon quality to it. You're like Jim slide. Jim Jim took some shots. I would give Baker, I'd have no problem, no misgivings giving Baker a two to a three-year deal if it's in the threes, you know, 31, 30. I mean, Garoppolo got a deal, and I think Baker throws a better ball than Garoppolo. Would you have a problem with it? That number seems a little high to me. I mean, Does ideally, it? I'd like like 115. <laughs> but, but again, you know, the quarterback market can get weird. I, who are you really bidding against with him? You know, at those type numbers. I mean, we'll see. The quarterback market always changes, like you said, Jimmy Garoppolo. The difference with Jimmy, though, you can nitpick him all you want. I mean, he's not good anymore. He had been a part of a winner. People, you know, the teammate, no one ever questioned him. No one ever had any issues with him in terms of internally in the locker room. I know Baker doesn't now, but there were a lot of question marks. I, To me, could you get for like under $20 million this one year? I, I would try to take a deep breath and not try to overreact. Now, he wins a playoff game, a two-year deal. You know, I still to me it's like forty million dollars, maybe guarantee right. twenty five or something. You, you like where's he get? This guy just played for four million dollars. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> if, if you just factor in where you're at, uh, I I would try. You, you've seen some of these happen with those mid tier guys when you overpay and it kind of goes the other way. Because the other thing with Tampa, I mean, they have some older players. So is this kind of the end of the rung for their kind of run? That's and a good kind of point. In a, in a transitionary time, because sometimes you do that. Then all of a sudden you realize, well, we're not quite the same team as last year. Is Mike Evans back on the team? You know, you have some turnover. Then you're like, God, I wish we wouldn't have done that. But he he clearly has ingratiated himself to to Jason Light. I mean, Todd Bowles, you got to give him some credit. I know the division sucked, but they won it for the third straight year to win it without Tom Brady. You know, it, New Orleans got to be kicking themselves because they, they had no business not winning this division. That's, that's pretty embarrassing. I, I know a lot of people act like Dennis Allen's coming back, and clearly Dennis Allen's just fine. And in fairness to New Orleans, they didn't want Sean Payton to leave. That's why he had a trade for him. They would have liked to yeah. keep him. But that's, you know, Derek started playing well these last couple of weeks. Where the hell was that in the middle of the season? He just plays something yeah. like that in the middle of the season. They might win this division by a couple of games. And to me, I would take them a lot more seriously the way they're playing. So Philly might get lucky that they're playing Tampa, not New Orleans right now. Yeah, no, Derek has played better in the last month. And, you know, he it's a new system, a defensive coach. It couldn't It could have taken longer. Uh, I still think, I really do think that New Orleans has the most talent in the division. I think they're the best team, but we've seen this before. Um, a quarterback gets hurt. I mean, I don't think Pittsburgh is a is a very viable playoff team. They're, they're a one and done to me. Uh, I think New Orleans could win a playoff game. I actually think Seattle kind of could win a playoff game. I Tampa with a banged up Baker Mayfield. I don't know. So let's let's kind of pivot over here to the AFC. So um, the, the the biggest story of note, Jay Glazer reporting that, you know, Belichick's gone. They're going to meet 7.30 Eastern time. That's uh, 4.30 a.m. our time that uh, Belichick is is going to meet with Robert Kraft. Um, and it 
you know, Jay reporting he's gone. You know, I, I kind of look, there's a term that states have used uh, in the center Midwest part of the com- country called the, the brain drain. When your college graduates leave and they go to New York and LA and San Francisco and the coast and Florida, and it's called a brain drain and your state gets older people more reliant on social services and the college graduates, young, smart people leave. Uh, I think this is what Belichick went through. Dante Skarnecki, a best online coach, along with Bill Callahan in the in the NFL, yeah. leaves. About the same time, Brady leaves. And Josh McDaniels leaves. And Ernie Adams, you know, one of, the, one of the smart guys upstairs, you had a brain drain. And they were mostly, mostly Dante, Josh, and the GOAT, Tom, on the offensive side of the ball. And as a defensive coach, he's just not equipped to be able to replace those. So what does he do? He replaces a lot of people with what he's familiar with. You know, a son, uh, a Joe Judge, Matt Patricia. He replaces, not with the best on the market, he replaces them as an older coach in his 70s on who he knows. And I think it was a NFL brain drain. He lost, I mean, Brady is playing chess. McDaniels for all the negatives. Great OC. Hell of a go to Dante, probably the best O lineman coach. You know, I've talked to multiple guys that had him. It's like Colin. It's just different. And so I think um, I don't think Bill's great with personnel, the draft. But I just that's how it comes to me is he's just not equipped to reboot this franchise offensively. Is that too harsh? No, I, I think there were two downfalls of him. And, and number one, like you, you touched on, his unwillingness to go outside uh, the Patriot way when it came to coaches. You know, Andy Reid will hire a linebacker coach from Kentucky, right? I mean, he hired Sutton before he got Spagnola to be his defensive coordinator. Eric Bieniemy, they, they had never worked together. He was a running back coach, bouncing around different places. He didn't know him, but he was willing to go outside of just the people that he knows, that doesn't mean you can't bring in people you're comfortable with. Belichick is unwilling to do that, right? Look at this year. He needed an offensive coordinator desperately. There are a million Shanahan cronies all over the place working for them all. He, he could have got one of those young guys and just maybe tried to spice things up. Who'd he go with? Bill O'Brien. I mean, that's he, he was unwilling to go. He didn't even entertain. It was a lock. Like, who's going to be his offensive coordinator? Everyone's like, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, Bill O'Brien. And to me, the other thing, and this goes back to Brady, he is Walsh 2.0, right? Sold a year early instead of held on a year late. And he had wanted to short Brady for a long time. Now, he's Brady's an all-time outlier, so he was always going to be wrong on shorting Brady as the stock. But he did have Jimmy Garoppolo, who he felt comfortable with, and he did not want to leave. But Brady, by winning that Super Bowl and the power that he had at the time, until that 19 season, he, Belichick got a little more juice to do it, but Jimmy was gone. So he had his... I'm not saying Jimmy Garoppolo, Steve Young, he's clearly not, but he had his transition guy there that he knows he could have played with and competed with. Because if he just had a capable quarterback, I mean, how many games did Belichick lose this year? Like nine to three, 10 to six. It's not yeah. because he doesn't know what he's doing. His offense is a joke and he yeah. has, he he can't change that. And he's unwilling to hire Bobby Slowick or the next Shane Steichen. He's not going to do that. He, he just refuses. To me, yeah. why I like Bill Belichick somewhere else is because he could just hire Josh McDaniels back, like his offensive right. coordinator is available, which is the Patriot way. He's just got, but we know they work together. So to me, unwillingness to hire any coach that has not started at 22, 23 years old for Bill, and two, the quarterback transition, he just, I mean, he fucked it up. And some of it was out of his control, but once Jimmy left and he told Brady to go, they didn't have an answer. Remember, he had to go with Cam Newton. 
And then he just took Mac Jones at 15. He don't take Mac Jones at 15, but he didn't have a choice. Like, what else was he? He was desperate at the time. And that was the other thing. They were never over the Brady, especially that third part of the dynasty. They never felt desperate. You know, they, they never got in desperate situations. And that's what he's felt like the last several years. Just always signing guys for a lot of money. That's He doesn't feel comfortable doing that. No quarterback situation. He cut Bailey Zappi at the end of the preseason. And that guy played half the half the season. So it tells you what he thought of him to begin with. So just, yeah. this usually, it usually doesn't end well, right? Phil Jackson, Bill Belichick, it, this is usually kind of how it ends. Pete Carroll, I mean, yeah. is so, he in trouble? You know, you, you'd, you'd said something earlier, staying in the AFC, um, that I prefer offensive coaches. But there is a history that if you have a top defensive coach with a, with a top, eight, nine quarterback in his prime, you win a lot of Super Bowls. So there's there's no question defensive coaches work. I mean, D'Amico Ryans gets the right quarterback. They have the balance. Yeah. So um, John I am overwhelmed. Yeah, yeah, I'm overwhelmingly for offensive coaches. But I do think let's, let's pivot now to the Charger job. So there's going to be eight to nine openings. That's clearly the best opening. I mean, Harbaugh's not going to look at seven of the nine. No. I mean, he, I mean, he's just not going to, he's not going to look at seven of the nine. So that tells you the only guy with huge options, you know, stay in college, go to pro, the, the guy that's going to have $15 million offers at both places, or at least in the NFL, he's going to look number one. He'll look at the Raiders a little because they do have some nice offensive pieces uh, and they'll give him an open checkbook, but he's going to look at the Chargers. So they got a left tackle, a weapon, Couple edge rushers, though Khalil Mack's probably gone. They'll keep Bosa uh, and and Justin Herbert. So in this instance, I would like a head coach. You've tried with Anthony Lynn, you know, Mike McCoy, uh, uh, Brandon Staley. I do think they need a head coach. So I this is the this is the instance that I would be comfortable with Dan Quinn, Tomlin, Vrabel, or Harbaugh. I can make an argument, John that Vrabel's a really good choice here. So what the Chargers haven't been forever since Marty Schottenheimer was there is physical. Marty, I mean, I, I remember talking to Charger players, like RF practices are physical. <laughs> They're brutal. This team doesn't have a physical component. They've got the big names, the toughness, but they don't play tough. If you had the option, Vrabel, Belichick, Harbaugh. Would you go Harbaugh? Because I, I think Vrabel would get a lot of consideration for me. I would go John or Jim Harbaugh in a heartbeat. To me, he's the okay. number one. He's the number one guy in the market right now. I mean, he just you know he wins. He is an offensive guy, though he feels much more like a defensive lineman or something. Uh, he, I, he just he's a can't miss. I don't hate the Vrabel thing, and I think there are a lot of parallels. Talking to people that have been around Vrabel, like Jim Harbaugh. His bravado and alpha when he walks in a room sucks it all out, and he intimidates a lot of people. It's hard for GMs. It'd be hard for the Spanos. It's like with Harbaugh. that These guys are big personalities, and they're big human beings, right? So that they are intimidating guys. I, You know, Vrabel, if he leaves Tennessee, which clearly is on the table, it's because he wants to leave because he doesn't like things aren't going his way. Like, he wants yeah. control. It's part of what Jim's going to want, right? He's going to want control. It's what Belichick's had forever. It's what Pete likes. So I... I think he would be a guy that would make the Spanos is also a little uncomfortable. Like he's an uncomfortable guy. He's a Belichick guy. He's an Urban Meyer guy, like Bill O'Brien. He thrives being uncomfortable. But that's what the Chargers need. Like, let's face it, they have kind of gone the comfortable route for a decade now with some of these guys. And it has not gone well. And I always get back to they've invested all this money in the quarterback. 
to not go, listen, if you can't get Jim Harbaugh, if you get Mike Vrabel, I'll give you a standing applause. I mean, that's relative to what you had. I mean, you can't even compare the two. You can't pay the quarterback $200 million and not do everything humanly possible when it comes to the coaching staff to go after the best. And whatever, if Vrabel's going to cost $100 million, because I'll tell you this, if Vrabel would be interested in Ohio State, they'd probably fire Ryan Day tomorrow and give Vrabel $120 million. So it's just, he's going to have options for a lot of money. Whether he's, you know, we could argue until we're blue in the face how much these guys, who cares? These are line items when it comes to the amount of money this this media deal is bringing them. This is not even profits. This is just extra money to throw at people. Well, yeah, I mean, if you look, the NFL this year paid like $425 million to each team after the after it was all said and done. The salary so. cap's like $210 million. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, not, you're not paying your scouts that much money, I'll promise you that. So what, what, a president costs $2 million. What does it really cost? It, it doesn't. You know, I mean, to fill your whole building, you don't even have that many people working for a football. People don't realize like Dean Spanos or Robert Kraft, how many people do you actually have working for the team full time beside your coaching staff and your players? Not as many as you think. Some tra- The doctors don't work full time, right? The the trainers, the scouts, presidents, some salespeople, but it's not some, this isn't Microsoft. <laughs> so when you say $420 million, if your salary cap is $220 million, you probably could pay the rest of the building for 10, 15, I guess your coach and stuff, 25, 30 million dollars. I mean, you're talking, you could easily spend and make that 30, make it 50 and not even see anything in your bank account. So Dean, they have to with the quarterback, especially Sean Payton's going nowhere. And Andy had the worst season in, you know, Chiefs in like a decade for the Chiefs. And they, they'll probably win a playoff game. So it shows you where they're at. They're not going away. So the, the Chargers better not screw around. And, and the Raiders, I, I do believe Mark, Mark Schoen, if he sits with Harbaugh, he's not going to be just sitting with him to have a sandwich. I mean, he's he's willing to pay. He gave John Gruden $100 million seven years ago before $100 million were getting given out. Yes. You know, it's it, it's really interesting about the Chargers job. Obviously, you're going to have Peyton in it. You're going to have Andy Reid in it. You know, so you got you're going up against some you know brilliant guys. But the best job openings in recent years, Matt Lafleur got Aaron Rodgers late yeah. prime. But Aaron's a lot of work, and you have no owner, and it's a bad free agent city. And that's about as good a job opening is. You get Aaron late prime. Dallas McCarthy's a pretty good job, but it's a semi meddling owner. And Dax Limited. This job, I get an A quarterback, a non-meddling owner. A team that spent money on Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, Jackson, the corner that whiffed. This is about as good a job. I mean, and the other thing that's interesting, John. Salary cap has some issues. They're going to move off Derwin James, Khalil Mack. They know that. They're going to have to hit on some draft picks. The other thing that cannot be dismissed. A, it's a good coaching market. Vrabel's out there potentially. Belichick's out there. Harbaugh's out. You have these years where like Dan Quinn with the Dallas Cowboys is the best candidate available. Who's a good candidate? He didn't win much without Kyle Shanahan, but this has to be considered. The Chargers have the fifth spot. So this is a quarterback, left tackle, and edge rush heavy first round. They don't need any of them. They've got a Bosa. They got they got the Thule kid from USC. So they have two defensive linemen they love. The Chargers could move down two spots. Tennessee could move up to where the Chargers are. You get a third round pick, a second, third round pick. This has draft capital. You gotta get you gotta work your way through some um salary cap stuff. Quarterback, left tackle, weapon, edge rusher. 
non-meddling family. John, I, I'm, I'm trying not to be a Southern Cal Homer. This is a really good job opening. Well, like for Dallas, for example, for Mike, that's a pressure cooker, right? If something were at Sirianni, he's going to get eaten alive if this goes bad, right? Green Bay, that, that's an intense job. You better win there or you'll get run a Chargers kind of under the radar. I mean, they stuck with Brandon Staley after last year. I'll promise you the Philadelphia Eagles would not have. Jerry Jones probably fires him after that situation. He, he's getting fired in a lot of places. So you could argue just under the radar job. We talk about him a lot because we love the quarterback. But in terms of they don't matter that much in the market, right? Their brand for like television ratings isn't that important. Their owner just they would pay. They'd have no problem giving $15 million if you could just guarantee him like back-to-back playoff appearances. I mean, that's all the church. They just can't get to the playoffs back-to-back years. So if you factor that in the expectations, the other thing with the quarterback is like there aren't questions, right? Good kid, elite talent, has already proven that he can succeed in the NFL, right? Productive, you know, successful in terms of throwing touchdowns, can make all the throws. He's, he's been durable. There, there aren't really question marks with the guy. Like sometimes, like if the Eagles job became available, it's like, is Jalen that good? You know, is he truly a 45, 50 million? I think some guys would ask. He would have people that would be interested, but it would be somewhat yeah. risky, right? There's He's not, he's done it one year where you've seen really since Herbert showed up, he was really good. And that's with guys constantly in and out of the lineup. And bad coaching. Yeah, if you ever could just get some consistency with his offensive personnel, the sky would be the limit. So yeah, I mean, I, I think... We knew that Sean Payton wanted the job last year. They just wouldn't get off Brandon Staley, and, and they probably at the time weren't quite mentally ready. They, 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 they this. acknowledge they. I've I've talked to um, multiple people with the Chargers. They acknowledge they should have run him out. They they do now. They it's a mistake. Um, and he was you know the classic sort always smartest guy in the room. They were getting annoyed with him. He'd done some weird analytic stuff, but you know he got to the playoffs and and you know for the Chargers that you know that's was at the time enough. But I think the Chargers are the first to acknowledge, hey, we should have probably moved off him last year. By the way, it's not the worst thing in the world, given a coach, a young coach, thinking he'll grow into it. Most people thought he would grow into it. They lose the opener to Miami in that wild shootout. And you're like, okay, that's that's okay. Miami's got a good offense. But by week three, four, five, you're like, God, they're giving up chunks of yards to bad quarterbacks. So I don't crush the Chargers for that. But in a strange way, it's a better coaching market this year Totally for the agree. Chargers, and so they worked in their favor. The, the the one thing that worries me with the way we're going in the sense of how much coaches cost, right? You're paying 15, 17, 18 million dollars for these guys. The GM is basically just a player personnel guy. He's GM right. and title only. And let's face it, a lot of coaches struggle in the draft because they view it's it's hard for them to ha- not have you know, like a an instant gratification view of a guy. Can this guy help me immediately instead of kind of the 20,000-foot view that usually personnel people are better at? Well, once I start paying 15, 17, 18 million dollars, the coach has all the juice. And that that's just, it's just a situation. And listen, Kyle Shanahan had it, but John proved himself and they became a balance. Andy Reid, John Dorsey, Brett Veach, he listens to those guys. Even Pete over the years has, when he's listened to John, they, they've done well in the draft. And a lot of these coaches, like, is Vrabel listening to anybody? If you give him $16 million a year, Jim, what's unique, he's going to know all these kids. So in yes. the draft, he's more Great prepared point. like Pete is. So you'd feel a little comfortable for like the first couple years. That's why Pete set themselves up on, on that run. But a lot of NFL coaches, I got news for you, aren't the greatest personnel evaluators. And you talk to these GMs, sometimes they butt heads with these guys. Like, I can't talk this guy out of this player. 
But once you start paying that guy $16 million, who's the owner going to side with, right? I mean, the highest paid employee. He's, he, there's only probably a couple players on the team that are going to be making more than some of these coaches. All right. So we've broken down the NFC. I do want to spend a few minutes on Michigan, Washington. So um, because this was the last year of the four-team playoff, they're moving, transitioning to 12 teams. I didn't have any problem leaving Florida State out. Uh, you know, you didn't have to answer for years about it yeah. anymore. Their final thing was, let's just get these four teams in. We think they're the best teams along with Georgia, but Georgia lost the last game and say uh, Levine, that's life. Um, I loved how Washington matched up against Texas. And I did pick Michigan narrowly over Alabama. Um, the line movement is telling me that the wise guys are on Michigan. I do like Michigan ball controlling Washington here, although I think Washington, I don't think any college team has three good corners. So I just think Washington's going to be able to score. And especially if they're scoring late and Michigan's protecting a 10-point lead, Washington's really going to move the ball down the field. So Michigan has to be an aggressive team. You, you, you cannot take your foot off the gas with Washington's coach. Um, their quarterback. So let's start with that. I like Michigan sort of 30, 26. It, it, I think the line's appropriate, I, but I do like Michigan and there's going to be points. It will not be Texas, Washington. It won't look like wow. that. It'll be much more physical, much more between the twenties, more field goals. But what say you on the prediction? I'll take Michigan. Well, you're talking to the biggest Husky fan here because when I went to DraftKings and they said they all listened to the podcast, I, I, I might've spread a thousand dollars on them seven to one. So I'm rooting for them. Now, if I had to bet after the Texas game, like I I'm not betting on this individual game. I just took right. it because of the value. And Joel Klatt, I heard him on your show. This Michigan team built themselves for that C.J. Stroud explosive Ohio State team. So they're built to handle this. Now, listen, th this is Jim Harbaugh to me is never going to get a better opportunity to win a championship. And that might come even when he makes it back to the NFL in the Super Bowl. I mean, he's a, he's a favored against a team yeah. that he clearly should beat. Now, the, the difference is the Big Ten's pretty bad. I mean, as we had time after the bowl season, Ohio State's quarterback out ran out of town. Penn State's quarterback, who I heard for three years was the next Josh Allen, was awful. Who's the best quarterback they played this year? Tua, brother? I mean, yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> it's it's not Alabama's guy. So the the, the only saving grace why I feel kind of good at least having a chance is like th this offense is pretty special. I mean, Penix is when the dust settles, unless his knee doesn't check out of the combine, like it's a degenerate knee. I don't see how he doesn't get drafted really high. And if he goes on and lights these guys up, even if they lose, I mean, you're talking about a, a big-time NFL quarterback prospect. And he has elite wide receivers. Now, Michigan has NFL DBs, but they have three NFL wide receivers. One guy who's going to go in the top 15, top 20. The other two are going on day two. And they're all big. They all have great catching radiuses. Their coach, the reason I loved, and I told you this last week, Washington against Texas, I just thought it was a huge coaching mismatch. Well, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Harbaugh's the real deal. I mean, this is, and they have a, they have a great DC. They have a great DC who's an NFL guy. They have Sharon Moore, who's a Bob Stoops guy who's really good. I mean, they, Harbaugh, one thing about Jim Harbaugh, his staff is always good. You know, John can go through ups and downs it's a little harder in the NFL. Jim's staff, from the moment he got to Stanford, was elite. So it, it, there's no coaching mismatch. Like, honestly, Dubor and Grubb, are going to have to have a great game. They, they had a good game. Obviously, they kind of fell apart at the end. 
But can Penix, what's he been sacked 11 times, can, can they get to him? Because if they don't, then to me, Washington will have a chance. If they're peppering him, remember Oregon in the game you were at up in Washington, they started peppering him in the second half. I think that's when he hurt his ribs, and over the next month he wasn't the same. But Oregon easily could have won that game because they started mollywhopping him, like every other play, crushing him. And to me, Michigan's kind of built to do that. If they can avoid that. The other thing Washington's really good at, like this running back, let's say he's not even close to 60%. They can generate runs with a quick passing game, which is basically the same thing. That's what Andy Reese always said. Like, I can run these, and Kyle, these quick screens that basically are 80, 90% completion percentage, even if we get four or five yards, keeps the clock going and operates that as a run. And they start doing that against Texas. And no team takes those quick little screens and just gains seven, eight yards like Washington. So they're going to have to hit those and obviously the big plays, which are going to be harder than some of the games they've played. But I, I give Washington a chance just because of their offensive personnel. And defensively, I mean, Trice is an NFL guy. If you know the, Michigan's tackles aren't great. Their interior offensive line's elite, but their tackles. But is, is Harbaugh liable to have 45 rushing attempts? And like, we ain't yeah. even throwing? Because he is. Yeah. You know, so, a side note to this. If Harbaugh jettisons Michigan, exits the college football, do you know who the number one candidate for the Michigan job is? Would have to be Kalen DeBoer, right? Kalen DeBoer. I read it today. So, uh, it, it, and what's interesting is, here's what's interesting. I was told a week ago that if, and Ryan Day shouldn't be dismissed, but if he was, Ohio State would hire Kalen DeBoer. So here's what's interesting. This is where Ohio State's kind of screwed. Either going to face Harbaugh going forward or they're going to make a bid for Kalen DeBoer. They may also make a bid for Ben Johnson with the Lions, although, you know, no, I, I would take Kalen DeBoer. But it, it, I, I will say this about college football. And, you know, John, um, years and years ago, uh, when I was at uh, ESPN, I had told some of the upper management, I said, you guys should go buy UFC. I said, you're living in your Red Sox tunnel, Yankees. I said, UFC is catching fire in Vegas. And they just thought it was too violent. You know, you look up now, they could have had that thing for 400 million. It sold for 6 billion. Years ago, I, I uh, met Don Garber, MLS commissioner. And I, I told him, I said, I would, I would love to get a piece of an MLS team. Couldn't afford it. You know, it's Tony Robbins, Magic Johnson, yeah. you know, Will Ferrell. Um, you can't own stock, <laughs> you, you ownership in college football, but I do believe we are next year will be the start of an almost revolution of college football sort of overtaking baseball and the NBA. We're sitting on this playoff format, which we've known, you and I are college football junkies. We've known forever. Can we just have a 12, 16 teamer, right? Like, and I pushed back for years on it because my argument was always, hey, there's never been a team with two to three losses in college football, though LSU once won in once got to a natty, I think, with two losses. Alabama. But there's never been a team in college game. football with two losses that I thought that's the best team in the country. But in retrospect, that's not the point. The point is we love tournaments and they're fair and they're weird and they give you great drama. I think not only is college football a stock to buy, if it was a if it's a $12 stock, it's 24 next year. But I also think the college football playoff is going to become March Madness on steroids. It's going to be NFL playoffs and college football playoffs and then everything else in sports. 
like like NBA, you know, everything else domestically. That's my take on what's going to happen. Just am I hyperbolic? Am I over the top? Because I do love college football, but I feel like guys, it's a whole new world next year in college football. Well, imagine if we would have had the 12th team or this year, Ole Miss and Oregon and some of these teams that could have made some noise and just made the whole thing really interesting. Uh, I, I don't know where you stand on Jim. I, I'm hoping he stays. Because the NFL doesn't need them, right? Historic ratings. They could have me and you coaching teams to get yeah. 30 million people watching if you put on Monday Night Football. Uh, I, I think he's better for college football, right? Yes. Co- college sports in my entire – college basketball when I was a kid in the 90s was huge. The coaches were really famous, right? Tark, K, Roy Williams, all these guys. And obviously college football has was like that then, but even more now with the Sabins, the Kirbys, Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln Riley. So I hope he stays. And luckily financially, there was always a big gap why guys would leave – because the colleges could never match the NFL money. Now, if Michigan wanted to pay him $15 million a year, they easily could. And that video, like, I, I don't have kids yet. You do. I, I do think sometimes you lean towards certain kids. Clearly, his parents love Jim a little more than John. Now, Jim's a little, I think, closer to Jack personality-wise yeah. than John's a little more normal from what I've been told, even though all the Harbaugh's a little crazy. I do wonder the thing he has going with his parents living close to him, what he has in Michigan. I I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I hope he stays. And I've rooted for Jim Harbaugh every game he's coached since Stanford up until tomorrow night when I'm going to root for the Huskies. I I think he's better at Michigan right now. I'm not going to complain if he comes to the pros, but I I do think there's something pretty special. That team, the team, the team, the thing that goes with both. That stuff really means something to Jim. It's why that I think that the Raiders have a shot at Jim because I I think the Al Davis, the the alumni, like Jim is – He's a football nerd. Like this is, it's all he thinks about. 24, his family and football. Like Belichick, and that type of stuff. Al Davis, Bill Walsh. Like this is all these guys want to talk about and be around. So I hope Jim stays because like you said, college football is clearly the number two sport in America. And you have some nights where it's like, what did the games last week? We're doing like 25 million people. That, that first crazy. game. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was crazy. And Michigan, how many teams in the NFL are a bigger brand than Michigan football? Well, I've been saying this for years. If if now you have two recruiting cycles in college, which it really does, um, it's a regressive lifestyle. Th- that's what's driving him away to me, the NIL, the transfer yeah, portal, some yeah. of that. But, um, and I think there's they're putting up more and more guardrails on it. But I've been saying this from the beginning. They're, if I had Patrick Mahomes, the NFL is better than Michigan. Dallas Cowboy job potentially is better than Michigan. Um, boy, and, and it ends right around there. Again, Joe Burrow, well, he's hurt a lot. Buffalo, I don't want to live there. Love you, Buffalo, but Ann Arbor's, I'm going to live there. Michigan, when it's rolling, is, especially for a Michigan man, I, I I just don't think they're five. I've always said this. If Well, Jim coached at the 49ers already. How many jobs are bigger than the 49ers? <laughs> and he got run out of town. Five, yeah, I mean, maybe? Not even? No. <laughs> I mean, the Niners have great city. Um, some generational pressure because of their success. York's a pretty good owner. Uh, Lynch is an excellent GM. So there's a handful that are better. Um, I do think eventually college football has to figure out, and I think they will over time with a 12-team playoff, um, a schedule maker, and that there'll be a little more uh, reasonable uh, fairness where you know the SEC guys are scheduling Citadel four times a year. Yeah. Pac-12 was always much more courageous on their schedules. But... Um, I just don't, I think, I think when you get to these Texas, uh, like Sark, I'm t- now you may be disappointed, 
and there's some pressure, but there's pressure from impulsive billionaire owners. How many jobs are better than Texas? I get to live in Austin, Texas. And, and I get a I get a alumni base willing to cut huge checks to stock my roster. How many teams in the SEC have more money than him? Newsflash, none. <laughs> so it's like Sark has, you could argue now financially, him, USC, Ohio State. I mean, they're, they're, you could argue that college football is even going to separate more and more. You know, these SEC teams, with all the money coming in has separated over the last decade. All their sports are better now. College basketball, their basketball programs are paying six, seven million dollars to their basketball coaches. So, and the Big Ten is going to be like that too. The thing is, to me, once you get at Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, you all, the transfer portal, a guy, you know, Every player is a free agent 24-7, 365, but you are more likely to keep them at those schools because you have the mechanisms in place to pay them, and it's such a special place. Like, if you're a redshirt freshman, you walk out at the University of Georgia, University of Ohio State, or Michigan, you're like, this is where I'd want to play. You're going to transfer like Syracuse? You know, you, <laughs> no chance. So when you see those transfers happening, it's pretty clear. Ohio State told the quarterback, you're not going to be the starter next year. He didn't transfer because, yeah. he, you know, he was mad. <laughs> they told him, you're not good enough. And that, that that's the one thing that I wonder if coaches get a little tired of just having to deal with all that. And maybe that's Jim, obviously the NCAA. But Jim's crazy enough that I, I could see him like the NCAA, whatever. I don't even give a shit about them. Yeah. John Middlecoff, former NFL scout, three and out. This is so much fun. We've got uh, a Sunday uh podcast event scheduled for the foreseeable future. I absolutely love doing it. By the way, for our listeners, I'll have Nick Wright on uh, my Tuesday podcast, which will air Tuesday live on YouTube or Wednesday on our podcast network, The Volume. So John, as always, it's money. I'm going to go watch uh, the Bills-Dolphins game. Same. I like Buffalo, but I don't love them. Dolphins, I you know, once you lose Bradley Chubb, Phillips out, they're not going to engineer the kind of pass rush. And I I think that really limits. I think when they had a pass rush that was healthy and the offense, dangerous team. Don't love them now. We saw they got wrecked by Baltimore. So I'm going to go watch that. As always, John, appreciate it. Go Huskies. The Volume. Hi, folks. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports and comedy and concerts and theater. All those events near you. Killer last-minute deals at game time. All-in prices, views from the seat, best price guaranteed, and that's the key. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets, which is the thing most people get anxious about. Game time eliminates it. Easy to find tickets for every kind of event in your area. They're obsessed with saving you money and me money on tickets. That's what game time does. It's the place to find last-minute deals. The game time guarantees mean you always get the best price, and if you find tickets in the same section at a certain row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Pretty cool. Download the game time app. Like all apps, it takes 90 seconds. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code Colin, me, C-O-L-I-N, $20 off your first purchase if you do it. Download the game time app. The code is Colin, 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.
all. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.